Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call. We've got a particularly interesting episode here for you this morning about who you hang out with, your inner circle, and the people you associate yourself with. Amr asked John and I a very interesting question about if you were to audit who you spend your time with and only continue from this point forward to spend your time with people that make you a better person, how many people would drop off? In your inner circle and it was a really interesting question and i'm really excited to hear what you guys get from our discussion around that question and possibly what you take away from it yourself so please don't hesitate to give us any feedback on our instagram page at the weekly call pod on instagram or through our email the weekly call pod at gmail.com we also have a patreon that you can subscribe to to get a little bit more of an intimate experience of the weekly call through john Ammer and i so you can check out those in our instagram bio as well and without further ado Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Weekly Call. So we can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Amor, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself this fight that you're in this is what will make you stronger. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call. We've got myself, Austin, back in Elmer, Quebec. Amher still out in Austin, Texas, and John in Kelowna, BC. So we've got uh, three different time zones and two different countries on the podcast. Um, excited to be back. I was in Jamaica last week. Really, uh, in, in the last couple of days of that trip, we're ending off. I was like, man, I really am looking forward to getting back to my weekly routine, which includes sitting here at this desk with you guys. So, uh, and every Sunday night. So, um, John was telling us just about the extravagant experience he's having currently with the the storms in Kelowna, and uh, and he well, also informed us that he is the uh, the president of his building which is, is just 12 unit amazing. building 12 units Boom. the flooding the 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 storm in Kelowna wasn't actually that bad there the storm however in Abbotsford if you just look up some videos like it's you know like normal streets are just like rivers right so it's wow. there's tons of flooding uh and all like the highways were closed at one point you actually couldn't drive from Kelowna there was no roads that were currently open that you could actually make your way to Vancouver, like not even back roads. Like it was all just shut down. Oh my! Do you guys God. have subway systems? Yeah. Uh, there was a there was a uh, they call it a sky train, which funny enough, even though it's a sky train, there's a tunnel. Okay, and it was flooded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any casualties or no? I don't know. To be honest, like I mean, Kelowna, like I said, like I, I don't like I don't really like watch the news per se, so I'm not like 100 percent sure what's going on. But like the storm that came through Kelowna was pretty wild. And then naturally, you know, when a storm comes, it, there's actually a good analogy here, but naturally when a storm comes, you sort of, yeah, there's a picture of merit. So that's about 45 minutes from Kelowna. That's insane. That's just all underwater. Uh, I'm, that's I'm a laughing. river valley though. That's a river valley though. So like, that makes sense why it's flooding. But, but naturally when a storm comes, you kind of find out 
one who can actually adequately handle the storm. Okay. Like emotionally, like as an individual <laughs> and two, um, <laughs> but two, uh, you know, what, what foundations or, you know, structures you have in place that are not built to withstand the storm, you know, like those windows mm. that you thought were fine. Oh yeah. They leak. Right. Or that roof you thought that was, you know, like that's when you actually find out what you're worth. Right. And so it's going to be interesting when the financial storm finally comes and people discover that their lives have leaks and in, in holes in it and they're not <laughs> adequately, you know, because this entire time that you could have been preparing mentally and reading, like all these people that are like, you know what, one day I'm going to read or one day I'm going to get physically fit or one day I'm going to get my life together. Well, you know, if you can't get your life together during, you know, this, this level of what say false prosperity, but nonetheless, like this level of cushion, you're most likely absolutely fucked when the financial storm actually does come, right? Like if you haven't been able to pay off your debt during this prosperity or get, get your shit together as far as reading, who the fuck do you think you're going to be when the financial storm comes, right? It's probably not going to be a pretty day. And, and the people that you, that you look up to that you think have their shit together, we're going to find out who's sw swimming naked pretty quick. Mm. Okay, let, me, let me ask you a question about that. I still have like student loans that I'm paying off slowly. Do you think I should just lump sum it? Zero percent though. Zero percent loan. They probably, are. Right? They are. Yeah, yeah. I don't even. I don't even make payments. Okay. There you go. All right. I cool. don't even make payments. Okay. Okay. That's I got seventy-two hundred and fifty-eight dollars in student loans and incurs zero percent interest. I don't even make a minimum payment. Okay. I get. Okay. I get a letter in the mail every two weeks. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, cool. You know, isn't that the craziest thing that the government charges 0%? Like this is just, just to go to like, which is, which is talk about this inefficiency. Okay. There's a, uh, a like, I don't even know. What, I love to know what the stamp is. There's a stamp that's prepaid. Okay. So the government is paying to send me plus the paper. Okay. Like there's probably at least a, there's probably at least a dollar oh in materials, labor, labor, labor etc. I think about how many people every, you know, every, I don't know if it's every two weeks, I think it's once a month, I get a letter. So like, we're talking about like maybe like, you know, just like $12 a year. Okay. Just to let me know that I owe this money. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that made me laugh was you were saying there's a 90 year old man on the roof trying to squeegee off water. During a lightning storm. <laughs> God damn Sorry. it. So did you have to go up on the roof and like bring his ass back inside or what? <laughs> His name is John Naka. <laughs> Buddy gives out his last name. Like, geez, we can all Don't put the guy on blast. Don't yeah, dox yeah. the guy. Let's give out his address while we're at it. Send him some mail. I mean, he lives <laughs> the same place I live. But yeah, exactly. But um, no, this <clears throat> guy is a uh, gust of wind. But guys. this guy's funny. I mean, this guy's an OG. This guy gets, dude, this guy gets COVID. Okay. At like 92 years old and walks it off like a week later. <laughs> Like what? Didn't even go to the hospital. It just walks it off. <laughs> like, <laughs> what does that even him mean? Him and his wife both gets it. What do you mean he walks off COVID? Like he got COVID, was in bed, like nursed himself, walked it off. <laughs> wow. At 92. This guy's an OG. Dude, oh every time it snows, this guy, you, you can't convince this guy otherwise, by the way. Like I, I, I could go on about this John Naka guy. Okay, this guy it's so fun. You can't convince him otherwise. Like there's just no way of doing it. Okay. So his, every time it snows, he's got like this, like, like this, like, like he loves it too. It's like this, like huge, like snow kind of churner thing. It, you know, it blows snow it up. Snow blower. No, but it's not a snow blower. It's like a, it's like a machine you walk. It's not like an air thing. It's like a, you know. Yeah. It's a snow blower. 
okay, it's snow plow or something like that. Either way, okay. this guy, you know, he just sits there and he's just vibrating the whole time. And he's just, just, he'll do the whole, like he'll do the whole block, like not even our property, like the neighbor's property. Like he'll do the whole sidewalk, everything. 92 years old, just man and his toys, man. a lot of pride. <laughs> for four hours. This guy, like he's just always working on the irrigation system. Like I've been here for two years. It's like every week he's like, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'll oh, just fix the irrigation. I'm like, <laughs> Like what? Like why is the irrigation always needing fixing? <laughs> like what? Like, <laughs> like, like he's just always working on the irrigation, right? And um, and he's just like he's just he's a fun guy. Like he's just you know he's like old and just looks for things to do, and he's just like always productive, right? And he's just always doing something. And his wife is demented beyond belief. Like as far as like, <laughs> is that like, the right uh, way to? Is that the right grammar for dementia in the past? Demented. She's dementiated. I don't know. <laughs> but, it sounds like she's a time traveler. I mean, no, her, no, I mean, Judy is like fantastic. I mean, we, we all love her to death, but Dementia. she's hilarious because I don't know the word is, but no, I, no, I mean, no. we love her to death. She's, she's great. I mean, she's so innocent, so cute, but like, she's just not there. Like, so like at least once or twice a week. And I, by the way, I'm like, fr- like not friends, but like I, I did a bunch of painting projects because uh, John used to, um, manage like a uh he i think he owned it at one point but he donated it. it's like this giant apartment building that um he used to own an irrigation business by the way that's why he's always working on the irrigation but he he owned this apartment building he donated it to like it's called a hanoid home and basically it's it's like a low-income housing so it's you know it's it's for the betterment of society so fantastic he's willing to donate that right but anyway his his sister and son managed the uh, not sister, a uh, daughter and son manage the building. And so I know them. So I'm always like, Hey guys, like, you know, here's an update on Judy and John, like, you know, like, here's what's going on. Judy, you know, she like at least once or twice a week, I'll find her just like outside and she just never has keys and she's just outside and she'll just be sitting there like, Oh yeah, the door doesn't work. I'm like, Oh, here, Judy, like, let me just open it up for you with a key. Okay. Let's go inside. Yeah. You're, you live on the second floor. Okay. <laughs> like, let me just bring you home. Right. At least twice a week. Okay. And then like John will be like working and she'll just kind of wander and just do her own thing. And like, you'll just kind of bump into her and she's like, and she'll just start like mid sentence in a conversation that you weren't a part of, you know, like, <laughs> she's like, okay. And it's, it's super cute and innocent, but it's like, that's like, that's just John and Judy. They're just, you know, like sometimes like I'll, I'll like get in, I'll come into the garage and she's just sitting in the car. Like John, cause she wouldn't get out. Like John, that's like, insane. John's up in the condo and I'm like, I go like knock on John's door. I'm like, Hey John, like Judy's down in the car. He's like, yeah. Like she won't get out until she thinks we're home, but you know, that's just Judy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, you know, that's crazy. I, we shouldn't be like, laughing. This is bad. This oh is terrible. God. That is so sad. No, no, no. It's, it's actually, no, it, hold on. It, the reason why it's not, I mean, I, I think if you knew John and Judy, it's not actually sad at all. Like she's oh, as okay. happy as you, she's as happy as you could ever be. I actually, she actually changed my opinion on, on dementia because I used to, I told Trisha, the moment I'm not coherent, you pull the plug. I said, the moment I'm not like that, you can't visibly see I'm happy. Now you can pull the plug because she's as happy as you could ever possibly imagine. Mm. She loves life. She loves John. They've been married for um, like, I think it was 70 years. Whoa. 70 years. Wow. Yeah. Like they bought, they bought in this building because John's been living in the building since the day it was built. That is amazing. It was built in 93. That's crazy, man. Yeah. 70 years of marriage. They got married when they were like early 20s, 
late teens. I think I think she was like 18 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of spending time with somebody that long, I want to ask you guys a question um, that I've been just pondering. Um, and I want to know what you guys would do in this situation. Let's say you're uh, you're going on a, a road trip, okay? And an individual in the car. So it's like, let's imagine it's us three, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm like, yo, John, Austin, like, let's go on this road trip. Like, We're actually going to be doing that to a certain extent. We're going to Quebec City, so. Yeah, yeah, but let, let's pretend I bring like a friend, you know? And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm bringing this friend, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's just a fun guy, just a fun guy. That's like the only okay. way I describe him, just fun. Okay. Um, and then during the trip, you find out like, you know, he's, uh, d- doesn't believe in the institution of marriage. He thinks it's okay to cheat on people, sleep with, you know, um, girls that are half his age. Um, and he's like, how old is he? He's like in his fifties. And well, that's fine then. Um, well, yeah, just hold, uh, hold on. <laughs> the way I mean, there's a big that? difference between. Well, I mean, there's a big difference between t- being 25. Yeah, yeah, and no, no, I know. 12. I know. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, but like you know, you know, like Jesus imagine he's, he's in his 50s, he's sleeping with like you know a 19 year old or a 20 year old, and yeah, just uh, perspective. Like my stepdad, he's like I think he's like 62 at this point, and his girlfriend's 27. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. That is actually insane. Yeah. Cool. He like uh, so this person, this hypothetical person, um, li- likes to, likes to do likes to do coke, likes to drink, likes to say the n word every now and then. Uh, kind of racist he guy. Okay. He's not. He's not black. No. Yeah, I'm really starting to wonder if this person's hypothetical. <laughs> he is. He is. He is. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Good to know. I'm just saying. So you're with this yeah. person, and he's like, he's. It's all about him, and he's talking. You know. Yeah. Just Sorry. Like, this, no- guy, this guy's in my car for what reason? Sorry. No, we're just going on a road trip, and he's just. And there. Amber brings him. Yeah, but I'm just kind of confused why he's in the car. Like, like, like he's driving. He's driving. Is he a hitchhiker? I wish no, you guys he- could see the look on John's. <laughs> No, no, John's no. like, why is he in my car? Like, 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 did he pick? Like, I was a hitchhiker. He picked me up, and I just happened to get in like this. Like, no, no. Like, we're going on a road, road trip. The three of us. Ammer convinces us to bring a friend, and it's this guy. Continue. Yeah, yeah, What's yeah. His like, name? he's he's the guy with his car. He's Bob, <laughs> Bob, Bob guy. Um, what like, what do you do in that scenario? Basically, my question is, if you're exposed to an individual who's the complete opposite of what you stand for, what you hold as a high character. I mean, how long you, were you in the car for? Uh, we're, we're, like if you do nothing and you just go along with the trip, it's like a five or six hour trip. Okay. So if, if somehow in the course of a five hour trip, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we're only halfway through. So <laughs> no, no, we're going on a trip. Like we're, we're going, like, let's say it's a week long, right? Amber, if I understood you correctly. No, no, no. It's just like, just like half the day. It's like if half, somehow, like, half like a Friday. assuming that I didn't know this guy and I got in the car with him and within two and a half hours, I learned all of that about him. I wouldn't like, I would like, <laughs> no, no, no. In half I, an hour, you learned it in half an hour. Yeah, that's my question. What do you do? I mean, <laughs> you know, imagine you, you keep asking questions. You learn about that. So you, 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 okay. So you would, you would be curious. So let's say you're no, asking sure. questions. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd be crying laughing though. Like I would try and find out like, like, like <laughs> I, I'd be super curious to see what kind of results he, fa- he found out in life. Or that he, yeah, that, yeah. Like, no, I, I'm with John. I'd be curious life. to know how yeah. he got there. I'd be curious. I'd be like, yeah, so like, so totally believe on cheating. Yeah, how how's your relationship been going? <laughs> Divorced. <laughs> yeah, like how many times? Right. Once. Ne- we'll never yeah, right? we'll never like, love again. Uh, but yeah, but he's he's found like financial wealth. Right. Like, what would he? I guess my question is: so you would, would you 
say that they're the pros of being curious about how this person ticks outweigh the cons of this person just saying a lot of nonsense and maybe feeding your well, brain I mean, negativity? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, I mean, like if by like, if, I mean, if I didn't know when I just happened to be in the car with the guy, I mean, I, I'd try and make the most of it, which should be to try and learn from the guy and just figure out what's going on. But like, if, if I was given the choice, like, Hey, this is going to be your partner. I would say, no, thanks. Like I would. Yeah. Okay. You know? Okay. Yeah. Would you, yeah would you, would you, I would. You, okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I, I only thing I think I would do differently is like, maybe talk to you, the person who brought the friend and be like, how, like how, a, how did you meet this person? B, how do you think this is acceptable? Like, you know, cause, cause it, it would definitely ruin the car ride in my opinion. Cause it would turn into like a, let's find out how exhibit a became the way it is. Mm, I see. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's like a fair assessment, but I mean, if you were never ever going to meet the guy again, I don't know if this would justify it, but if you were never going to meet now, nah, I wouldn't even probably ask, but yeah. Okay, cool. So, so given, given that, cause that, that, that got me thinking, I'm like, if I was to meet this person, I would do the exact same thing as you guys would say. Um, but let's say somebody like, you know, like we're friends for a reason. It's because we have the more time you spend around each other, the better people we become. And then there's people in your life. Like if you spend time with them, it's like neutral, you know, it's like, Oh, whatever. I guess that was fun. Didn't yeah. learn anything. Didn't lose anything. Pretty average person. And then there's people in your life where if you spend time with them, you start getting like a net negative. If you were to look in your life right now and you just really take a second mm. and let's say we were to eliminate all the people that would be either a neutral or a net negative, how many people would be left? Wow. I would say pretty much I would like, well, in another way of saying how many people would be left. Yeah. How many people would be left if you eliminate all the neutral and all the, all the negatives and even the people who kind of give you some value, but like, not really like sometimes now, are we, hold on. are we talking about like acquaintances like people that i actually i mean like are, are we talking like on a global scale i'm kind of confused like you're no, talking people, about oh, people, the people that you that know. i interact with on a somewhat like how regular are we talking here like just acquaintances like yeah or... like at least at least once a month like if, if you if, if you have to if it's like every so one it's like once i can confidently months, say that i would confidently say that zero people in my life would get eliminated okay so then how many people are in your life right now I would say like on a, on a very, like on, 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 by, based on your criteria, I would say probably less than 40, 40 people still make the cut. No, no, not make the cut. I'd say that there's probably 40 people in my life. Oh, there's 40 people in your life that I interact with on a weekly basis. Yeah. I'd say less than that. Probably, probably even less to be honest. Like is my uncle in that group who I see once a year? No. So then, yeah, he's not a part, you know? Okay, yeah. but do you get my question? Like, of those forty people, yeah. how many of those land in the in the bracket of one hundred of them? So all forty people. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Who are these forty people? If you don't mind me asking. Like I said, less than forty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well who are these people? I, I mean, to be honest, I I don't think I could name someone that I wouldn't want to spend more time with. Like, because I don't like I don't have an issue as far as like I mean like Ammer, Austin, Jordan Kipnis, Corey Bartram. Jonas Stark, uh, Tristan, Tristan Martin, um, Matt Lang, Trisha Driswicki, um, Harmony Sanders, um, Talon Claw, or actually, his, his, sorry, his name's actually not, his last name's not Claw, it's Talon Noble, but I always call him Talon Claw. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, who else do I speak to? Uh, Jared, I don't even know his last name, but him and I see each other like once a month. 
Um, oh, nice, very nice. So, I mean, though, I mean, that's all the people. I mean, just like those are people that come to mind. Yeah, Jocelyn but I don't think there's anyone else beyond well, that. Obviously. Yeah, Jocelyn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so probably I have any other like people that I talk to or on, on a regular, like on a weekly basis, like that's probably everyone that those are probably everyone that I just mentioned on a weekly basis that I interact with consistently. Okay. Yeah. And you want to interact. There's not a person in there who's like dead weight. And I might be missing like the odd person. Oh, for know, sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm putting people. you on the spot yeah, here. But, um, so, yeah. so if you're forgetting yeah, yeah, somebody, it's yeah. Like, yeah, it's not your fault. I also, apologize if you're someone I interact with. Exactly. That's why I said that. your name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just on the spot. This is random. Right. Austin, what about you? I would say, hmm, probably around 15 people would be left. Yeah. So probably similar to what I just said. I, I probably listed about 15. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I think I might have even listed less. And yeah. from your list, Austin, because John answered it differently than you. John said there's like around 40 people I interact with. All of them are good quality. Of the people that you regularly interact with, how many of them pass the test? Uh, well, 15 pass, but about, I would say 20, 25 get eliminated, I would say. Wow. Okay. I'm kind of in the same boat that you are, Austin. Mm-hmm. And I, I had like if I'm being very crucial with my evaluation criteria, you know, like, yeah, like, like I'm talking like you got two years to live. Yeah, like it kind of makes me you, think. I don't like thinking of that because it, it almost feels transactional. It's like, am I getting what? But it, I don't, you can look at it transactionally, but like you also have fun with us. Right, like it's not like you're getting anything in return. You just just yeah. by being around us, you get something. So it's not really transactional. It's not like you give me this and I give you that. It's just like I'm right. just gonna sit here. We're gonna talk, and for some reason, it always comes out as a positive. That like that's not a mistake. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would say like if I had, I would say like I regularly talk to forty to fifty people, and about half of them would get eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of in the same boat, maybe even worse. And I've just gotten to think like, man, like what's, what's stopping me from doing define what- a negative. Sorry. Define a negative. Like, sorry. Like maybe, maybe I'm because now I'm starting to quite like, what do you mean by negative? I'm not no, like, no. Neutral or negative. There's neutral very few negative. new there's, I have very, like, I would say I'll rephrase it. One or two negative. Here, let me rephrase it. I, I think there's like, there's like a, if there's a spectrum, there's like yeah. people in the middle. It's like the neutral. Like if you spend time with them, it's a good laugh. You get a good story. You, your character doesn't increase or decrease. You, you're just you're just there. You're just existing mm-hmm. with this person. You might have fun. You might learn something new, but your character and your quality of life doesn't increase or decrease. And then there's people where if you spend time with them, your character improves. Your the way you look at life improves. Maybe your habits get sharpened. You become a better human being. And then there's people yeah, who okay. do the, the, the complete opposite. And yeah, okay. would make enough. you into a worse okay. person and all that. So how would, would you answer? Does your answer change? If you were to I eliminate one, I would add one person I forgot. Shout out to Eric Wilson. Yeah. Otherwise okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't subtract anyone though. Yeah. yeah. So none of these people are even neutral. Like if you spend any with any of these people on this list, if you spend time with them, you, you don't get a neutral result. Yeah, I you would only feel get better positive. off spending time with any one of those individuals. Yeah. That's crazy. See, that's amazing. And, and, and I can't answer that question. 
I can't say why is that like is it just that you've accumulated sort of like just like a like like baggage over the years no you you want the truth you just just have like a closet of individuals you just like haven't like let go or what's going on there or they just haven't let you go that's it I've just been too much of a pussy to let go some of these people in my life like that's just like straight up if I just said it coldly I just don't I just don't know how to do it I don't know if I'm if I can survive doing that I don't know the repercussions of it it's like it's just that. Yeah, but I'm kind of confused there, though, because like, I haven't really ever encountered a situation where I've. Like, I, I like, I don't like, I don't know, like, maybe I'm just missing something, but I've never really. Like, okay, so walk me through this. So like, okay, so you meet someone, sure, you get to know them, you find out, okay, they're someone who, you know, is not aligned with you from a value standpoint, effectively. Mm-hmm. And then you continue. No, it's, it's more interacting like interacting with them. Like I'm, no, I'm it's like from the past. Like, like, it's like from the past. Yeah. It's like, I grow, I grow up. And then they're just like my, like, you know, these people that are just with me and then I never let go, but they're, I know them from the past. We grew up together at one point, spending time with them would make me a better person. But then as high school went, as university went, that became untrue, but because of association and, and being in the same, like, is it just because you, so like, I mean, but at some point in time, you were like, like at some point in time, if there was a group of five people, you would be labeled just like the rest of them. Like, Hey, like, you know, these guys all have similar habits. They have similar, you know, goals and aspirations or like, cause you, like, it, you, you make it seem like you've outgrown them. Like, so is it that you've changed your habits and your being or like, not at all mean? outgrown? That's, that's definitely the right, not the right word. It's not, it's just like, I have just Sorry. different goals than them. Just different goals. Like some people just, their, their goal is to just like have a lot totally. of fun in their life. Like that's not my main goal right now. My goal is to be happy, not to optimize for fun. Cause when you optimize for fun, then you do a lot of drinking and, and, and stuff well, like that. not necessarily though. I mean, like what one person considers for like fun doesn't like, like I'll give you an example, like, um, like, like one of the individuals in that group, um, I'm going to be a little bit more choosy in who I say their names or something. I don't Cause I, I obviously they don't know that I'm discussing them on a podcast. I would, I want to be fair to them, but like at least a few of those individuals are people that like I'm not sitting down and like intellectually talking about the book that I read necessarily. I mean, it, it could come up, but some of them, I would say it's a very positive and, and, and I'm a, be- I'm a better off person because they're, they're teaching me how to like interact socially, you know, like, and navigate the world that way. Like, I'm not, I'm not really sure what you mean by like, like I have a lot of fun with them. Like, I'm not sure what you mean by maximizing for fun. Like, what are you maximizing if you're not like, I'm not really sure what you mean. Yeah. Like when you say you're not maximizing for fun, right? Like, I mean, optimizing or yeah, or optimizing. Like, I mean, I suppose. Like, are you opt? Are you what are you optimizing for? I'm just out of curiosity. Well, I I want to optimize for a life that I want to get what I want consistently. But what is that? Without the, without the negative habits. What you want without the negative habits. Like, you know, I don't. I don't a wanna... concise way of saying that. Like, like, cause you're saying I'm not optimizing for fun. Like what's the, what are you optimizing for? I guess right now at this point in my life, like I want to optimize for health, wealth, love, and happiness. And some, sometimes some, some people are like, I'm just, you can't, it's impossible to optimize for these things. Well, I mean, but 
you, I mean, like you, I'll give you an example. In a lot of in a lot of ways, it's like, does that not? But does that? I mean, in a lot of ways, that doesn't sound like you're optimizing. Then, what do you mean? Well, like like for example, like if I uh, had a character in like NBA Two K, okay. Mm-hmm. And I said I was optimizing for three-point shooting, two-point shooting, dunking, and dribbling. What am I optimizing for? Basketball? Like, <laughs> you know, like, so, like, you're optimizing for life. Like, I'm at, like health, wealth, love, and happiness. Those are the four pillars of life. But what you, you know, when you see you're optimizing for like health, wealth, love, and happiness, does that is that not like a parrot? Like, is that not? I'm optimizing for the, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. What you're saying. In that case, I'll specify. I'm optimizing for those four things at the same time like how's that how's that confusing well uh i mean the way that i yeah how do you see it maybe we just maybe i'm just maybe yeah the way that i envision optimizing would be to um you know like solely focus on one aspect of something and optimize to make this one thing the best version of itself right but 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 it's in it's in opposition to the other things that you could have optimized. So you can't optimize everything because then everything's equal, right? So you're not actually like optimizing is selecting one thing and focusing on it and tripling down on it. In my opinion. Right? Okay. So let me ask you this question then. Maybe maybe examples can hash this out. It would would you have this person in your life if they really helped you to be amazing socially? So they'll teach you how to socialize. They'll teach you how to be the, you know, the, the most sociable, charismatic guy in the room. But at the same time, they don't like to work. Um, they believe that cheating is okay. And they eat and drink in excess. Is that a person you'd keep in your life if they helped you optimize socially? There's probably more nuance to it than that. Of course, they're human beings. It's 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 very like, like unfair. I, to and I'll give you an boxes. example of what I mean. Like I I would feel, and the reason why I, I hesitate is because I feel very comfortably that I could learn a lot from Richard Nixon. Okay, give me context and, on and Richard he, Nixon. And, um, Watergate. Watergate. I mean, a liar, a cheater. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Like, I mean, everything you just described, yet he was president of the United States. I think if you locked me in a room with him, I think there's a lot I could learn from him. Because he's intelligent. Uh, Intelligent. I mean, did he make some very public mistakes? Absolutely. But I do believe that, um, yeah, like, I I mean, I I don't know Richard Nixon personally, but I'm just like, I, I imagine that there's a lot of people that benefited from being in his company. So I wouldn't be too quick to judge, be, you know, without knowing the full context of what's going on. Okay. So let's use Richard Nixon. Yeah. Would you benefit from talking weekly to Richard Nixon? I mean, it, it totally depends on what Richard and Nixon and I were discussing. Right. I mean, cause let's say I had to control over the conversation. And but like, for example, about- like, for example, like the best basketball player in the world could be a total piece of garbage, but he could definitely teach you a lot about basketball. I agree. Yeah. So 
yeah. So it's like, where do you find the line? I mean, like, I, for example, I wouldn't like what, you know, I would say most, if not all people have something you can learn from them. Right. Like most people I, in some, in one way or another have some sort of redeeming quality. Now, some people's redeeming quality may not be of value to me. Right. Like, like, for example, I actually just have no curiosity about like learning about more about basketball. I mean, if I just happen to be in a pub and, you know, let's say I was waiting in an airport and there was a guy next to me who was just super into basketball and it never came up that, that he cheated on his wife. Hell, he might, maybe no one even knows he cheated on his wife, but him and I just having excellent conversation about basketball. What, how, why would him cheating on his wife have anything to do with me learning about basketball? I wouldn't know that fact about him. Right. And I mean, up until Watergate, how many people knew that Richard Nixon was a liar and a cheater? Yeah, nobody. Well, they elected right? so, him. Well, exactly, right? So, I mean, you know, this, you know, not knowing something. So that's why I'm saying like, I, like cheats on their wife, right? I'm not trying to justify this or anything like that, but you, how does that interact with what you're trying to get from them? Now, would I socially condemn someone for cheating on their wife? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, personally, I wouldn't want that person in my company, right? Like it's not someone that I would want to associate with on a, on a, you know, on a weekly basis. Right. But that's my question with, with, yeah, but with the correct context, there might be some very specific situations where there might be some exceptions to that. Right. Okay. I actually, we're, I think we're on the same page. I totally agree with the right context. You can learn anything from everybody and this, no matter their character, you can always derive value from that conversation. So I agree. Yeah. But you just said you won't have, you want to, you won't associate with that person because of that. Most likely not. Yeah. Most likely. So then I just want to kind of reroute my question again on those people that you interact with weekly. Is there anybody who breaks that rule? Like as far as how, like, I don't, I mean, are any of them cheater or you, or you just mean like how, like some of them have like certainly have, um, you know, they have ways in which they live. I mean, even, you know, even some of the differences between Tristan and I, I mean, there's certain ways that he interacts and, and lives his like, you know, he, I mean, he actually recently changed this, but Tristan drinks a lot more than I do. Yeah. Right. But you don't he drink that much more. No, no. Sorry. No, sorry. He does. He, you know, he drinks. Sorry. He, uh, maybe I said that wrong. He, he used to drink a lot. Oh, a lot. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, and, but I didn't. Right. And so that, there's a difference with us. Like he used to sort of like the party and I didn't. Right. I don't, but there was still plenty to learn from Tristan. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that's yeah. like a, a reason to write somebody off if they party or they drink. But there's like, yeah, but, a that's, comp- but that's where I'm confused by what you yeah, mean. Well, by- let's say hypothetically, and this is, I love using Tristan because Tristan, if he's listening to this, he'll know like this is just the hypothetical. Tristan is definitely like, like Tristan's listening to this right now. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, like, let's say you, you learned that, you know, for example, we'll just use another friend similar like Tristan, but you know, this guy, Bob, also thinks drinking and driving is okay. Would you still hang out with Bob if, he, if he's okay to drink and drive? If he thinks drinking and driving is okay? Or that maybe once a month he would take like acid or do coke. Like, I guess what I'm trying to get to the bottom of is like, there's a lot of people in my life who may not pass these things, but I am able to gain some things from being in their presence. Some of them are really good, like uh, partners and that can eat, can easily date, but their health is out, out, 
and about. I mean, some people have no, well, you yeah. know, and, and I'm just trying to figure out like, how, how do you even decide when to, well, I mean, the, the issue, out of your yeah, but Amara, the issue, the, I mean, the issue that arises very quickly, I mean, I, this is, you know, to me, this is somewhat self-evident, but the, the issue that arises with, with being too quick to judge and writing people off or, you know, just, you know, looking for reasons to, you know, not even looking for reasons, but just, you know, having res- reasons present, you know, that, okay, hey, I'm not going to interact with this person anymore. Okay. The, the reason why, you know, you got to be pretty somewhat choosy about that is that, we all have like, I mean, I could list like at least five or, you know, five things as to why people might write me off. Right. So I could do the same about myself too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I mean, I think that ultimately it's, it's a matter of just, you know, playing out the check, you know, the, 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 you know, the, the, the pluses and minuses here. Right. So how do you do that? How do you play the pluses and minuses? This is, this is the heart of of what I'm trying to figure out. But like, there's like, I mean, like I'll give you an example. I mean, you know, um, Shout out to Christine, uh, Tristan's um, girlfriend. Okay. I forgot what I mentioned earlier. So, you know, like I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Like I, I thoroughly enjoy going on trips with uh, Tristan and Christine. Okay. Tristan's actually gonna get a huge fucking laugh out of this. Okay. (laughs) Christian and I, we love going on trips with them. We, we, it's always beneficial. We learn so much. It's, it's excellent. It's, you know, I I love hearing about how uh, Christine thinks um, she's a great chess player. I love playing, you know what I mean? Like I benefit from being around her, you know, and, and naturally, of course, you know, Trisha benefits from being around Christine. Like there's learning lessons there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, but it's also just cool, you know? Yeah. But she also lives her life slightly differently than how Trisha and I live. And, and there's lots to learn there about how other people live their lives and navigate through the world and the stresses and anxieties they have and, and some of the challenges they're encountering and how they solve them or how they don't solve them. Right. And then, and then of course there's always, you know, it's, you know, so, but point being, um, but there's one thing that's super quirky about her is that she is one very picky at, uh, of where, of what she eats and where she eats. Okay. But two, she's horrible at picking food at restaurants. <laughs> okay. Like, like I, <laughs> like, like, like she, Christine's uh, ability to assess the environment and make an adequate decision. Like, cause Christine, uh, you know, in Tristan, you know, you know, like naturally, you know, Tristan's in a higher demographic, they tend to go to high, nicer higher end restaurants where effectively you could order anything off the menu and it's going to be pretty world-class. Okay. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I'll give you a, a small example, right. Is, uh, so Christine's fickleness plus her ability, her inability to make adequate decisions and receive feedback on what she's going to order. Okay. <laughs> prevents her from having a good experience at a lot of restaurants and it, but I find it comical. It's hilarious right now. I mean, is there some tension, you know, cause like Christine's having a terrible time at this restaurant, maybe a little bit, but it's hilarious, right? Like, it's just like, ah, whatever. It's just Christine. Right. We go to this one restaurant in, 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 uh, uh, in Revelstoke and it's like, it's called emos. Okay. And it's like, kind of like a dive bar in a lot of ways. Like it's, it's just not like, it's not a nice place. Like put it this way, you know, that like I ordered chicken, chicken wings and chicken fingers and fries, which are not like, I would never eat chicken fingers and fries really, but that's how conservative I went at this restaurant. Yes, Cause yeah. you can't fuck up chicken fingers and fries. Like, I mean, like they're no. from Walmart, most likely, like, you, you know, you're, they're deep fried. There's, you can't get sick Easy. off chicken fingers and fries. Like it's just, it's, you know, she orders the seafood linguine. Oh, <laughs> at a dive bar in a city that has a population of less than 5,000. That's called emos. <laughs> okay. Oh man. 
So like I already like her natu- that, that, naturally that's, that's one, naturally one bite in it's this is the worst thing I've ever had and Tristan <laughs> and I are looking at each other like could have told you that right <laughs> you yeah. know like so but anyway but like am I gonna write Christy no of course she's terrible not. at picking no, at, at picking restaurants no 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 of course not right but you know what's the like, criteria so like, okay, then yeah, but how you know it's like how many grains of salt makes a pile? I mean, ultimately, you know, oh, yeah. there's positive and nev- there's positive and uh, and negative interactions. I mean, I have negative interactions with Trisha sometimes, right? People have plenty of negative interactions with me, right? And there's an acknowledgement of like, hey, you know what? I was wrong in this situation, right? So you know, it's 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 a matter of, you know, like like does Christine. Like in that heat of the moment, was she willing to acknowledge that she made a shitty choice of picking that? No, of course not. But I mean, like what human, like that's a pretty high standard to hold someone. Did, to did she finish the plate? No, of course not. She had no, one okay. bite. No, okay. no, 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 no. I'm saying that she was going to own up to it right then and there. Like, of course it's, you know, our fault, whatever, you know, blame the restaurant, whatever. But, but on the car ride home, did she's like, yeah, in, in hindsight, that was a shitty. <laughs> of course she is. She's a rational human being, right? Like Christine definitely knows that like, you know, and she's not unaware that she's fickle, right? Like she's, she's aware of her, of her, of her fickleness. Right. Um, and I think that's a lot of us are aware of her faults. Right. Like, it's not like, like if someone said to me that like, oh yeah, John, he's pretty aggressive. Like he's, and he's pretty disagreeable. Like it's, you get, you know, it's kind of like sometimes when you're around him, it's kind of annoying because you know, like you can't really say much and he's not going to let you off the hook. Like if you're going to say something that's strongly opinionated, he's going to question you about it and he might disagree with you, right? He's very open to disagreement, right? Obviously I'm aware of that. <laughs> like, as I'm not, I'm not like, you know, like it's not like a, you know. Okay, well then let me ask you this. You've cut out some people in your life, right? Yeah. What was the threshold? Well, I mean, for me, uh, drug use is definitely on the threshold. Okay. Like if you, if you define drugs, um, I would say like drugs that are leading down a harmful path. Okay. That's clearly not, you know, well, you can put weed in there. Uh, you can make the could. argument it's so un- vague. Uh, you could, but it's, you don't. I mean, well, but, but I mean, you know, it's not like someone starts smoking weed. I'm just like, oh, you use drugs. It's like, no, no. It's like, if you start smoking weed and you sit on your couch and you smoke a bong every morning, you never leave your house. It's like, we probably aren't going to have much interactions, right? There's not much going on there. It's a negative path in my opinion, right? But what if but they're people- a socialite and like, there are just still, you can learn a lot from them socially. Like my grandmother smokes. I don't, I don't, I don't think my, my grandmother is ever sober when I see her. Like she smokes weed. Yeah, but she doesn't, smokes. she doesn't hit the bong every morning. She wakes up to a joint. Mm. Like, so that's what I, you like meant by nuance. Every time, I, every time I see my grandmother, she always wants asks. I mean, she, you know, like every single I'm with my grandmother and I'm sleeping the night, you know, somewhere near her, whether it's a hotel or whatever. She always goes for a walk right before bed. I love the walks. She always asks me, do you want, you know, do you want to hit some of this joint? I say, no, thanks. Mm-hmm. Multimillionaire. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, if there's anyone that I could ever spend more time with, it'd be my grandmother, right? So, you know, there's nuance to this. It's not like a shit smokes weed, can't be friends with them. Like, this, you know, it. there has to be more nuance than that. You have to. You I know, think it's considered on an individual basis, though. Like, of course, it I don't is. think. No, no, but I'm saying that I don't think Amber was ever asking. Like, is there one criteria that eliminates people? Like, I don't. Like, I think that you already understood that, right, Amber? No, no, that's no, what no, I'm trying that's to like no, Austin. That Amber's trying to. Trying to 
Amber trying to look for the mat, the, like the, no, the magic the one, question. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. 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 Not really the magic question. I'm trying to explore if there is a magic question or if trying to look for well, the magic I don't, question I think is there the is. wrong way. I think, no, I think there's a very simple question that you ask. Are my interactions with this person negative or positive on average? Okay. Are they positive? Great. Are they moving in a more po- positive trajectory? Fantastic. I, I, I can, I, I'll keep an eye on it. Like, you know, like, you know, if you have like an X, Y axis, you know, like, no, I'm not saying that you actually have like a wall. I actually, I, I knew a guy, by the way, I'm not going to mention his name. He actually had like a, like a, like a, a Google drive document of everyone that he interacts with. And he, he actually likes, like at the end of each day, he just mentally writes down kind of sort of what his interactions were. And then when That's he calls rhythm, you or talks rhythm. to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little weird though. Cause he'll call you and he'll like, be like, yeah, so like two years ago when I spoke to you, you said that you were like, you know, like, it's like, okay, shit. <laughs> a weird. You know, but either way, um, because you'll bring things up that like, that you remember, like that you vaguely remember saying to him like a long time ago, you're like, you had to have that written down. There's no way you remembered that. Right. But either way, um, there's like, a, you know, like you plot it, right? Like you're going to plot things over time. Right. Like, but how you know, do you define it, positive then? Cause like, if you indulge in something like, I don't know. Um, like, here's yeah. the thing about positive and negative interactions. It's kind of like porn. You always know when you're watching it. Like if I was to show you like a hundred clips, okay. I think on, you know, very accurately, most people would be on the same page of what's porn, what's not porn. Okay. Like movie scene with some nudity, not porn, right? Moment you see, you know, it's pretty obvious, right? Um, positive, negative interactions, kind of in that same gray area where it's like, it's pretty, you know, so you kind of know what it's positive, what's negative for the most part, right? And that's why it's like a spectrum, right? It's kind of like, you know, you know, you, you have an interaction with someone, you're like, oh, that was kind of odd. It's kind of weird. Like, like I was at their house and like, they invited me over and like halfway through the night, they just sort of disappeared randomly, you know, and they were just making phone calls in the other room. Like, it's kind of weird. That's kind of like a, odd interaction i don't know if that's positive or negative it's probably like a you know like if tens you know like ecstasy like best event you know best thing ever right and one like not literally the drug ecstasy but just you know and one is like you know they slashed your tires and glued your balls to your leg while you were sleeping right (laughs) like there's a spectrum here right (laughs) okay you know you just you just i just you know you just mentally just kind of plot things over time i mean i think that we all subconsciously do this right and then you know, over time, it's like, what's the trajectory, right? Because, you know, some people might have some, some bad habits that they have positive trajectories, right? And, you know, I would say that people that are of the highest quality, you would probably want to prioritize more of your time with them. And people that are of slightly mediocre or like, for example, Tristan, if Tristan asked me, Hey, dude, do you want to go for a one month trip to Europe? I'd be like, fuck yeah. Right. Yeah, of course if a guy that I recently met that like, I only have like three plot points for said, do you want to go to Europe for a month? I'm probably going to be like, "Mm, I don't know, man, let's maybe just do like a, like a day trip on a hike or something. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to commit to a whole month of my time with this guy. Right. Like, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and then there's also some people like, for example, like there was this one guy, um, but this is, this is all in Darren Hardy's book, by the way, like the compound effect. This is kind of where I think some of my, yeah, he talks. I th- well, maybe entrepreneur roller coaster. Maybe entrepreneur roller coaster. But either way, this is kind of where my philosophy is at with this. But there's like you know, there's like two minute people. There's like five minute people, fifteen minute people. 
you know, and there's like two week people, there's like one month people, there's like a day person, right? And, like, and everyone has different sort of categories of where you're at in, in your relationship, right? And like, for example, Trish and I, like I would gladly spend, you know, in an indefinite amount of time with her. I mean, I'm like, I'm willing to spend the next 52 years with her, right? Wow. So, you know, um, like I'm going to go spend a weekend with you guys, right? But I, I mean, I could spend a weekend with an infinite amount of people, and I'm doing it with you guys because I see value in that, right? And where are the people like what's been hesitating or what have you been hesitating about in terms of like the people who you know aren't necessarily good for your development or your life? I just I just don't know if I should limit my time or eliminate. That's where I'm stuck. Like there's just like I can think of like three people who I just generally love who I know like their life trajectory isn't optimized. They have very bad habits, but every time I'm with them, I'm just like, I feel like really happy. It's just pure childish fun. And, but that's it, right? Like it's impossible to have an intellectual conversation. And I just like wonder like, sorry, what's wrong with that? Like, I'm sorry. That's what I'm trying to figure out is that if that's wrong, well, wrong in what way? I don't know, like maybe they're a lack of work ethic will rub off on me if I spent time on them. And then like, I'll feel well, like less inclined to work. Yeah. Maybe their beliefs around like relationships to how they think that, oh, cheating is okay. And it's fun. Maybe that will somehow subconsciously or yeah, even but do you really believe that like you're that, I mean, I'm going to use a pretty strong word, but do you really believe you're that weak that like, that? No, like, that's the thing. I don't, but is that. Well, it seems to be on your mind though. Yeah, because I'm wondering if that's naive. Well, I mean, the think Stoics I say get that, you know, it's hard to swim in shit and not smell like it, right? Like, I mean, there is some yes. aspect to that. Yeah, but, but I mean, you know, you're covered, you smell like shit too. What do you mean? Like, someone's going to get covered in your shit. We're all getting covered in each other's shit. Yeah, I see. Right? Right. Now, because I, I asked my grandfather, my grandfather is a psychiatrist, right? So, I mean, he has some credentials, you know, as far as understanding this and, you know, they're, they're giving a proper response to this question. And uh, actually, do you know what? I'm actually going to type, oh, dude, I'm going to read an email that I sent my grandfather a while back. Remind me. Okay. But sure. I asked him, I said, hey, you know, just out of curiosity, because I, during, um, I, maybe I was going through a very similar thing as you, but I, because I remember thinking about, uh, about these friends I was, I had in high school, right? And I was at this kind of crossroads where, you know, I really wanted to take my business to the next level. But at, at the same time, I felt like I was being held back by these people, right? And I suppose that I'll kind of, I'll get to the grandfather thing here in a second, because I, I want to hit this too. So when I look Tristan in the eyes and I tell him of my successes, I can see a slight smile. Yeah. Right. I can see a man that's like, fuck yeah, man. Good for you. I appreciate that. Right. Tristan tells me, Hey man, I just negotiated this really good contract, you know, to get some ownership in, in, you know, in, in Kona franchise. Right. And I'm like, like I'm ecstatic for him. This is fucking amazing. I mean, I, you know, like what a cool story it is that Tristan started in a business at 18 with no ownership, started as a technician, somehow built his way up to having, you know, like this a successful company, got 10% ownership from his dad, sold the business to a guy that now is selling him portion of the business back. It's like, what a cool fucking yeah. story. At Art is a deal, right? man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just, yeah, but like, so it's just, what a wonderful thing. And I'm so grateful that I get to learn from him and that I'm the one that he's sharing this story with. Like I'm privileged that over breakfast, I get to hear this information, right? Whereas 
you know, during my interactions with some of these individuals, that there was like some negativity there, but there was, you know, like, you know, as in like, I would tell them something, I could see that little glint in their eyes, like, fuck, you know, I don't want this guy to succeed. Right. But, you know, these were my brothers, right? Like, these are the guys that like, I mean, we, you know, we, you know, you know, we, you know, we had, uh, you know, we, we, we had been chased by the cops, you know, together. Like we had, you know, we've been in car accidents. We've been in fights, you know, we, you know, this, you know, I've been in a fight, you know, and I got, I got knocked down and, you know, Sean comes over and knocks the dude out. Right. Like, like he saved my life basically, you know, not my, like, like I was going to yeah, die, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, like, I was not a fighter and this guy was way fucking bigger than me. And Sean walks over and knocks this guy out. Right. I was like, what? Like, damn dude. But like, he had my back. Right. You know? So, like these, you know, quote unquote, these were my bros, you know, my brothers, right? These are the guys that like, you know, supposedly you always had their back until you realize it's like, oh, like, do you actually have my back though? Like, are, like, are we actually looking out for each other? But because I want, I wanted to be the positive light. And I remember asking my grandfather, he's the grandfather part. I said, I remember asking my grandfather, I said, hey, you know, just out of curiosity, how come it seems like, how come it seems like sometimes the negativity in the world, you know, like, why is it that like, I'm not pulling them up to my positivity? Why am I getting dragged down to their negativity? Right? Like, why is that? Right? Like, because, you know, because it is an interesting point, right? Like, why is it that, you know, everyone doesn't rise to the positivity in their life? Why is it that they, you know, the positive people get sucked in? Have you noticed that? Right? You know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. You, you actually mentioned this like the first thirty episodes. I remember this. Yeah, my grandfather finish, finish said he's though. like, yeah, my grandfather said, well, it depends on how bright the light is and how and how dark the darkness is. Yeah, right. And in a, in a, in a sort of a you know a humbling way, I realized that either their dark was too dark or my light wasn't light enough, but it wasn't going to work. Right, I either wasn't strong enough, or they were, or they were too weak. Well, let me ask you this then. Couldn't you just easily adjust it by not mentioning business things to them? No. And like successes? No, Why not? No, because that's not, I mean, you know, because we had a friendship, right? There's a difference between like, you know, I, like, for example, I'm not friends. I mean, like, yes, like I love Jocelyn. She's amazing, but we're not friends. Like we don't interact. Like I don't like, I don't go to Dungeons and Dragons night with her. Like she doesn't come to the UFC events with me. Right. Like, so like, we have a professional relationship. We don't have a friendship. Right. Like, yes, like I'll give her professional advice and she works for me, you know, like works with me. Right. So it's not like a, you know, what she does in her own spare time isn't, isn't really my place. Right. I mean, I can guide her of how I live my life. And if she wants to, you know, have similar results and that's on her, but I, you know, I can't force her. Right. I'm not going to. Right. But um, I'd like to pull up this email if I can find it. It's a really good one. Um, Yo, Austin, are you kind of like in a similar spot I'm in? Like what, what's going on with you, man? Or no? Well, it's definitely less polarizing. Oh, dude, this, sorry. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay. No, you go ahead. Okay, Maybe yeah, can I, can I, this, yeah, is, this is a bit of a long read and, I, and I, haven't, I haven't read this in a long time, so we don't have to necessarily go through this right now, but I think that it, it would be, I think it'd be beneficial because it, it okay. So, so I wrote this to my grandparents. I haven't read this in a long fucking time, by the way. So this might be some stuff in here. That's How many years? Embarrassing. This was 2017. At, oh, no, dude, no way. This was exactly uh, 2017. It was November 15th. This is, that's, this is. You're kidding. Totally, that's dude, insane. Totally, okay. Okay. So totally coincidental. I'm just looking at the date. This is 11.15 a.m. So, so I said, 
Oh, this is so crazy. Okay. I, I don't even know if I want to read it. Okay. Hello, Michael and Lulu. So that's my grandparents. I said, for the last uh, while, I've been journaling as a way of showing more gratitude in my life. Naturally, my lovely grandparents came to mind. So this is my gratitude letter to the two of you, of course, in my dramatic fashion. As a young man, I've struggled to determine what I define as greatness. I've had many influences in my life, some good, some bad. I've learned lots from each of them, in most cases, what not to do. Everything from the wealthy businessman that taught me how to make money, the suffering aunt whose crippling fear and self-doubt taught me the power of self-belief, the struggling father who hides behind his fear of not being loved, taught me to love others, to the grandparents that seemed to know something the rest of us didn't, taught me to love the journey and to learn. As I continue to grow, I get more and more curious about what drives people towards their form of greatness or what holds them back. My first mentor, Paul Patton, told me this. I challenge you to ask yourself to define the word success. Many think it is measured by money. Many think it is measured by material things. And many think it is measured by the title on your business card and the letters behind your name. Knowing what success means to you is the key. Once you know what it is, getting it is the easy part. Boy, is that the truth. An early example of this uh, was chess for me. Michael, as you remember, I have lost to you hundreds of times before by finally beating you on Sunday, October 28, 2007, which was the day I actually beat my grandfather. And the reason why it's such a specific date is because the Boston Red Sox won the World Series that night. Ooh. I had a clear goal and I kept on, I was 11. I had a, a clear goal and I kept on chugging away until I beat you. I'm not even sure if this story has much to do with what I'm writing about, but I love to remind you any chance I can. For the following years, after Paul had sent Aww. me that message, I decided I, that I would go and make as much money as I can. My big goal was to make over $100,000 in a single year before I graduated university. I dropped out, so that made things easy. Although within the years I, I would have been in university, I accomplished it, but yet feel, felt more empty than I ever had before. My idea, idea of success was to make what I thought was a lot of money, then everyone would love me and be impressed by me. Although... I had spent three years of my life dedicating myself, which this would be optimizing for money, by the way, Amr. Yeah, yeah. Although I had spent three years of my life dedicating myself to something that only made me depressed and unfulfilled, I learned that what I really wanted wasn't money, but love and respect. I also learned that money doesn't make you happy, but the absence of money definitely can make you unhappy. Regardless, I had good intentions, but was using the wrong tools to climb the mountain of greatness. Expedition Everest was another great learning moment for me. I had learned what hitting your wall was, even though I'd failed to push past. It was during a blizzard uh, that the power went out at Whitewater, which shut down the chairlifts. Michael and I, uh, this is a story from my childhood that I was sharing with my grandfather. Michael and I, being the manly men we were, decided to climb uh, the hill on foot, the ski hill. Michael leading the way and little G, uh, my name's Giovanni, to my grandparents, or G, uh, following each footstep, literally stepping where he stepped, halfway up my optimism and motivation was dropped and Michael and I stopped to rest. It may seem ridiculous, but I always wonder what if we hadn't given up and kept climbing, Michael and I decided our adventure was over and skied down from the halfway point using the excuse that the top half was boring section. Anyways, since then I, I have hit my wall thousands of times. And most times I think back about what if we had continued to climb, maybe what holds me and everyone else back from greatness is the times we, gave up climbing the right mountain only to succeed climbing the wrong one. Two years and one uh, month is said to me, or, or sorry, two e years in one mouth is said to me all the time. Of course, my desire to impress and gather attention has won that battle many times. It was before my first and only NBA basketball game that I was sitting at a restaurant doing what I love best, telling people what I know. 
This time was different though. I told something along the lines of, you don't know at all, so listen. Lulu, my own grandmother had told me to shut up, which was my first memorable experience with my know-it-all mask being ripped off my face forcibly. The lesson I had been trying to learn from this event is to accept that I don't know everything and that's okay. Lulu wouldn't love me any less if I didn't if I didn't tell her how the game of basketball worked and that I knew everything there was to know about basketball. I'm not one to live with much regret, but this event constantly reminds me of everything I potentially missed out on as a child and even to this day. What if I had just asked more questions and listened more all this time? Would I be that much closer to greatness? The Edgewater, do you guys mind if I keep going or is this not as helpful as you This thought? is great. Okay. The Edgewater Hotel, these are mostly childhood stories I'm sharing with my grandparents, but there is a, a the response that Michael gives me is legendary. The Edgewater Hotel in Seattle, um, home of countless gatherings of great minds, including the meeting that changed Starbucks' entire fortune. But maybe one day we'll be known for the little lesson G learned while sitting in his grandfather's Lexus. The three of us were sitting in the car waiting for whatever reason. We noticed a gate that magically opened for some cars, but not for some others that passed by. Our minds brainstormed the possibilities, but couldn't quite figure it out. It couldn't be a sensor because of the cars driving by. It certainly couldn't be each driver had his own clicker to open the gate, and it couldn't just be a magical gate. Lulu simply asked a man standing near the gate how the gate worked. He explained that he had a clicker in his pocket that opened the gate for selected cars. Maybe I was just being dramatic, but I learned the power of asking questions and getting help from others. I've used that lesson to hire a business consultant and reach out to several mentors that all helped me grow my business. It was the story actually is much more epic than it sounds. Effectively, we just like literally it was just so funny because we were sitting there for so long. Like, how the hell is this gate opening? So Lulu just got out of the car, walked up, asked this guy a question, came back and said, he's got a clicker in his pocket. It was just so, it was just so like, oh, okay. I guess that's how simple that is. Um, who really knows what greatness is and who knows if you can really learn it as fast as I want to. Regardless, I felt I may have had a breakthrough on my journey a couple of weeks ago. I was at Lulu's 70th. I was looking around the party and I felt love. I thought to myself, all of these people are here for Lulu and they love her. They respect her. These interesting and amazing people are here to see my Lulu. The love and happiness in the room was something I hadn't felt before. So many people sharing stories of Lulu and being present. I'm not sure what I learned from the night yet, but I'm excited to find out. Maybe it was greatness. I love the two of you so much and I'm grateful to have you in my life. I wish you two would live another 70 years so that I could continue to have memorable moments to learn from. What you two have accomplished and done for our family, friends, strangers is inspiring. And I genuinely look up to you two for all the love and happiness you bring to the world. Thank you. So that was a letter I sent to my, uh, to my grandfather. Okay. That was beautiful, man. Yeah. And so here's the response that he gave me, which was absolutely legendary. There's one from my grandfather and there's one from my, my uh, grandmother, Lulu. They're, they're much shorter, by the way. <laughs> Um, dear G, it was a pleasure to receive your email. So heartfelt and inspiring. I'm sitting by the fire on the Oregon coast in a lovely hotel, watching the rain come down and the surf pound the beach. Lulu is working on her reply, which I will type as you love to insinuate your chest victory of October 28th, 2007 into your email. I I'll have to recall there hasn't been any, <laughs> another since. So, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> though I do look yeah. forward. So I didn't realize how savage my grandfather was. Um, I'll, I'll have to recall there hasn't been another since though. I do look forward to many more uh, contests, which I'm sure you will win if you stick to it. I have beat him since by the way. So it's no longer the, <laughs> the case, but that's a savage. 
uh, remark. Okay. Does competition inspire greatness? Does the drive or ambition to succeed lead to greatness? Is greatness a worthy goal? I agree that the pursuit of wealth does not guarantee happiness or fulfillment, but poverty doesn't help either. I think you're onto something with the love and respect, especially self-respect or integrity. Lulu's 70th was certainly a little love fest and your presence was part of it. And I appreciate so much that you came and brought Jade and helped to make it a success, uh, the success it was by contributing your love to the event and extending your love and yourself to all. In our minds, we are the center of the universe and our own concerns can be all consuming. We are taught or brainwashed to aspire to greatness as the media shows us the great athletes, stars, and others that are deemed newsworthy. As a youngster, we all want to be great in some way. Maybe the idea of greatness dispels our unconscious fear of our utter, utter insignificance in the grand scheme of things. Pursuit of name and fame as an, are as illusionary as the pursuit of wealth. We will all die and be forgotten completely in a few generations as if we never existed. But we do exist now and have to live our 24 hours a day just like everyone else does. How to live those hours in our challenge and no one, sorry, how to live those hours is our challenge and no one can tell us we have to discover it for ourselves. Your email has initiated me living my hours in this dialogue, which is an honor and a privilege. I love you and respect you and admire you and bask in the pleasure of knowing these feelings are reciprocal, Michael. And then Lulu sent me this. Uh, from Michael probably typed it because my grandmother does not use computers. My dearest and only G, I am a success. You were a rung on my ladder as I am on yours. They, this gadget is not my medium. We must find a time to talk, ask questions. I'll give you answers. But all of life is finding your own. Respect the people you love. Be accountable for your actions. Try not to cover or try not to over or underestimate others. Follow your star. Find equanimity in your heart. We are the ones we've been waiting for. Be in the flow, look around and see who's with you. I will always love you, your Lulu. Pretty so pretty epic email chain there. And that yeah, can be so, released as like a short story. It's like the communication between you know how old were grandchild you and grandparent. Um, four years was, ago, you're twenty one. Uh, I was like 20, 21. Yeah. 21. I must've been 21. Cause it was, it wasn't until my third year. I think I made a hundred thousand. Yeah. It was the end of my fourth year, probably. Yeah. No third. I don't even know if I made a hundred grand that year. I might've been lying in that email. No, I did. I did. No, I remember exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I think that kind of in some way, I know that didn't seem like maybe to answer your question directly, but I think there is something there, right. About, you know, um, positive interactions, negative interactions. Right. I mean, you know, there's, there's no doubt that I want to spend more time with my grandparents. Right. And the, the, the 70th birthday was a huge thing for me. Like, that was a huge turning point in my life. Like seeing all of those people, like I'm not kidding, kidding. Like to put in perspective, there was like at least 150 people at my grandmother's 70th birthday. Okay. Huge party um, at her house, you know, fantastic time. People came from all around the world. Like it wasn't just like the people in Nelson came to her house. It was like, there was people like, where are you from? South Carolina? Like what? Like some guy, like, you know, like people from Europe, like it was 
everywhere, okay? And they all wanted to be there because why? Because they had had positive interactions with my grandmother. Why else would he be there? It's pretty cool. And like, as I said in my email, like that was the first time that I really genuinely felt like I was like brushed by greatness. Cause that's true greatness, you know? Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it was super epic. Look, so Amber, the people that you would be considering distancing yourself from, would those be people that would come to your 70th birthday? Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It, and then, by the way, I'm starting I to, to really clarify. get what John's saying, by the way. Yeah, I, I do want to clarify. It's like I would hear these things and I would read it like in the Robert Greene's like daily laws. And I would just see it in every book I possibly pick up. It's in Psycho-Cybernetics. It's in, it's in really almost everything. It just talks about you are the people you're around with. No, uh, no, mm -hmm. goddamn cliche. And it's like, like, how dangerous is it to be around this person? That's what I'm, that's like what I've been trying to explore in this conversation. Well, yeah, but yeah, the, the wisdom that Lulu gives me sometimes. Okay, what is this a journal? It's still to this day. It's one of the just the coolest things. One second. Okay, here we go. Let me read this. So the very first time I remember I was like, when was this? This was 2018. This was uh, April 19th. Okay. And my grandmother, uh, it's just like, there's a note on the front of the book, by the way, I'm not like that good on my memory. It's the very first time that my I ever had my I Ching read to me and my grandmother, like I was so in like, come on, this is so bogus, right? And she's like, come over, go grab three, go grab three, uh, you know, quarters. I'm like what? So I go grab three quarters. She's got like this big jar of like, you know, stuff. If you did chores around the house, she'd have a jar of toonies and you, she'd give you toonies as a kid. I don't know. So anyway, got her three, got her three quarters and uh, she whips out this book. She's like, go to my library. Okay. And she like, ha she's like, go get the I Ching. I'm like, what's I She's like, you'll know. So I go into her library. There's like a hundred books you know, like, like all that are the exact same. Like she has one bookshelf that was literally just a hundred I Chings. Like, like this. Oh yeah. No, like that's like, cause it like, she just has that many, like cause she gives them away inside the book was a $50 bill, which I thought was super interesting. She likes like, is like a savings technique. She like stores money in her books. I don't know. Interesting. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Old, super old school, but anyway, flips these three coins and then reads this to me. Okay. And I feel like this is some wisdom for you too. And I think that in some weird way, I think the same energy that you're going through, I think is the same energy that, you know, that's what, you know, that's why we're having this conversation. Uh, this is the hexagram of deliverance, also called Heisei. A change in attitude delivers you from difficulties. The hexagram Heisei signals the beginning of a deliverance from danger, tensions, and difficulty. The I, the I Ching instructs you here on both the cause of deliverance and how you must act in order to fully benefit from it. Deliverance is always caused by a change in our attitude. 
the higher power uses conflicts and obstacles to teach us lessons that we refuse to learn in an easier way. But they only darken our doorstep until we have acknowledged the lesson. So long as we ignore or resist difficulty, it remains our constant companion. As soon as we accept its presence as a sign that some self-correction is needed, our deliverance begins. Truly, the only way to dispel trouble and regain peace of mind is to change our attitude. The I Ching also teaches us that we have several responsibilities once our deliverance begins. The first is to forgive the misdeeds of others. The image of the hexagram is that of a powerful rainstorm washing away what is unclean. This, then, is a time to clean every slate and begin anew, meeting others halfway with gentleness and patience. Next, we are advised to restore our inner balance and see that it is maintained. Deliverance offers us a return to equanimity, and we must avail ourselves of the opportunity conscientiously. Finally, we are counseled not to try and force progress, even though the time is beneficial. If we have truly changed our attitude, we have become detached, innocent, modest, and accepting. In this state, we allow progress to unfold naturally according to the will of the sage. Hey guys, Austin here. Just wanted to check in mid-episode and thank you so much for your ongoing listenership and commitment to the podcast. We have some of the most enormously positive data with regards to how long our listeners listen to episodes for meaning we can tell the vast majority of our listeners listen right from the first to the last second of the recording which in the world of podcasting is just completely unheard of so we wanted to just stop in here mid-episode and say thank you for being you you guys are absolutely awesome Because of this overwhelmingly positive data over the last two years, we decided it would be a great idea for both us and our listeners to launch a Patreon. A Patreon is essentially a platform that you can subscribe to to get more connected with myself, John and Ammer, and the podcast as a whole. So whether you're a massive fan of the podcast and want to get direct individual coaching from myself, Ammer, or John, or want to just have early access to episodes and chip in a few dollars a month to help us take this podcast to the next level, bring on more guests and provide more value, there are tiers that are built for you, I can guarantee it. If you wanted to look into Patreon, get more information about how you could gain more value through the podcast and really augment your listening experience, you can check out our link in our Instagram at the weekly call pod on Instagram, or simply press pause on this episode, go into the show notes, click the Patreon link and check out more details about the tiers we have available there. Thanks so much guys. And thank you so much for continuing to listening to the weekly call podcast. Now back to the episode. Who are your grandparents, man? <laughs> my grandmother's an og the readers but, um but uh yeah i mean like you, you know accepting like that, that's like that's a virtue that this book is just constantly mm-hmm. reminding us i mean same with um you know like even the stoics too right it's like you know like those who walk around denouncing others for the same mistakes they're just as prone to commit are a walking billboard of the uselessness of their study right that's a seneca quote yeah right And I think John sharing about the wisdom of his grandparents kind of answers your question, Amber, from the beginning. 
Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I just wonder, and here's here's the only thought that came up, and this is probably like the final thing here. Isn't acceptance a form of, of complacency? Well, what, what does acceptance mean to you? Acceptance means being okay with something. Accepting it as it is. Not trying to change it. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, the word okay is kind of vague, but I mean, acceptance, right? It is what it is, right? Like as another, another way of putting it, right? I love that saying, it just, it is what it is, right? This is, this is the way that the universe is sort of, you know, this is the fate that's been assigned to me, right? Like my, like, like, my role is not to decide, you know, whether high or low quality people enter my life. My role is to be the highest quality version of myself. But isn't the puzzle that if for you to become the highest possible version of yourself means to have less of some people in your life? Well, certainly. Yeah. But like I said, you can't necessarily control who enters your life. You can just control who you are. Right. If you, you know, I mean, you do have some, some, okay. Control over who exits your life. Like in other words, like another thing from the I Ching is it's like, you want to seek positivity in the world and try and emulate it and seek negativity within yourself and try and eliminate it. But note that it's not, seek negativity in the world and trying to eliminate it and seek positivity within yourself and boast about it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Hold on. Let me write that down. Actually. Say that again, please. Well, the, Mm. the actual quote is you should seek positivity in the world and try and emulate it. And you should try and seek negativity within yourself and trying to eliminate it. Right. So like, yes, people can have negative qualities, accept those and learn from the positive traits right who said that and what's the context of that quote i don't know who said it and the context is if you guys want it's uh it's yeah, the second so so the the second so that was the, the, the thing i read you it was the first thing that she read me and there's a thing where like the way that you flip the coins sometimes it um it it, it, it tells you that you should that you should seek more wisdom from the book and it gives you another recommendation okay it's called change. Sure. Okay. And so this is the second part of what she read me. So she, so she read me that first bit. And then this is the second thing that came up. Okay. And it's called I. The hexagram I. Increase. Powerful improvements are underway. The coming of the hexagram I signifies a period of increase when the power of heaven descends to surround and invigorate our lives. Think about when I'm reading this, by the way. April 19th of 2018. Okay. The power or the coming of the hexagram. I haven't had this one since. The coming of the hexagram I significant or significant signifies a period yeah signifies a period of increase when the power of heaven descends to surround and invigorate our lives like all phases this too will come to an end but if 
We make hay while the sun shines. Tremendous progress can be made at this time. It is the nature of human beings to relax and become careless when things begin to go well. The I Ching teaches us that we should not do this if we desire the fullest blessings of the beneficial hour. Indeed, our rewards are multiplied if we increase our conscientiousness in auspicious times rather than decrease it. There are two ways in which the I Ching especially encourages us to do this. Our first task is to make sacrifices for others. In all of your interactions now, embody generosity in thought and action. Forgive what is inferior in others and seek out the good. By giving, encouraging, and assisting, by giving, encouraging, and assisting, you will draw the superior person in everyone into devoted action. I'm going to read that one, that paragraph one more time. Our first task is to make sacrifices for others in all of your interactions now, embody generosity in thought and action. Forgive what is inferior in others and seek out the good. By giving, encouraging, and assisting, you will draw the superior person in everyone into devoted action. Yeah. Mm. I think I've only met We're one person who did that really well. And it's like, mm. it was like, a, it was like magical to watch. My grandmother's one of them. Wow. Your second task in this time of increase is to go on strengthening yourself. As yeah. thunder and wind strengthen each other, this means that you are, if you are, this means that if you see something good in another, you imitate it. And when you discover something inferior in yourself, you eliminate it. These simple practices, if continued conscientiously over time, will improve your character and fortunes immeasurably. Through service and self-improvement, you assure yourself of great progress in the days ahead. Right? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just that deep, so, bro. So then I want to ask you then, John, if you had that knowledge back then when you eliminated some of your friends who were doing drugs, would you not have eliminated them? I'm not really sure what you what, what you mean by that, to be honest. Well, given the, the knowledge that you just shared here and given yeah. the decision that you made to like cut off some people, yeah. wouldn't that go against of what the I Ching just said? Not at all. You would want to seek. It's, it, I mean, it advises you to be, you know, encouraging, assisting in, in any ways possible, right? That doesn't mean that you're a slave to their improvement, right? I don't know if anyone would ever criticize me for not being an assisting friend. I mean, I was the type of guy to be buying my friend's books. Like when I had no money, I was still buying my friend's books. I was lending them the books. Right. Like my very first copy of compound effect, I don't own it. Right. I gave it to my friend, Brayden. There's a lot of things that I learned from my friends that, that I still hold to this day. I mean, like the courage that Sean had as a kid, like that's something that I look up to. Right. So why cut them off? Well, like, like I was, like, like I was saying with my grandfather, I mean, I think that 
you know, your, your light can only bright, uh, light, your light can only be so bright and their darkness is as dark as it is. Right. So, I mean, ultimately I was not confident that I was going to be able to shine bright enough for them to, you know, swing into a positive direction. Right. I see. I mean, ultimately, if you, I mean, in, 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 a, in a way of arguing it too, it's like the best thing for them. I mean, think about this. Okay. Let's say I become a millionaire in the next couple of years. Okay. And they happen to listen to this podcast. Do you think that they might be receptive to some of the things that I was discussing back then? Like, do you think that Brayden might say, fuck, where's that book? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Right. But, but that's not for that's me all, to decide. That's, that's, that's all not for me control. to decide. Yeah. I'm just going to, you know, like, you know, like I would love to see my brother prosper more, but I mean, ultimately all I can do is prosper the most I can myself and hope that he, you know, sees, you know, because, because think about the reverse side of that, you know, it's like, see, you know, see, see things in the world that you want that are positive that you want to emulate and see negative things within yourself. You want to eliminate. Well, I mean, most of what I've done in student works is I've tried to be the positive that people would want to eliminate or sorry, that they would want to imitate. It seems like a pretty good uh, philosophy of life. Like if you're constantly self-reflecting, finding things that are negative, removing them, and then building up positive things that you think other people would want to emulate. It's, it's, you know, I mean, other people would want to emulate naturally because you've emulated them from someone else, you know, it's like a chain of emulation, emulation inception. So trying to bring out the superior person in everyone, right? Like, that's, you know, that's like a, I think it's such a worthy goal. What if they don't want it for themselves? Well, then they don't want it. No. Well, they do most likely. I mean, they just may not agree with your method of going about it. Like I don't, I, 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 even the people that I think are completely sabotaging their life, I don't think that they're trying to live their worst life. Like, have you met someone that's actually like, yeah, I'm like purposely trying to not be a superior? No, like, I think a lot of people are just very, you know, like they're just like they don't have the same information we have, they don't have the same environment, they don't have the same friends, they don't have the same opportunities, you know. Like you're not them. I don't know. You don't know their whole story. Yeah, that's true. You don't know what chemicals are going through their head. Yeah, that's good. It, it, it's funny because it, the, the energy and the effort goes from trying to pick who's in and who's out like a, like a basketball coach to I'm just going to focus on myself. And just do what's best for myself and my goals. And then just whoever's. Yeah, but, but Amr, but by focusing on yourself, you're, you are focusing on other people. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I got from what you shared yeah. all this time. John. Yeah, that's clear. Yeah, yeah. Like this, you should be man. looking inwards as opposed to outwards. Yeah, like my grandmother has benefited me by being a great person. 
right? She hasn't had to do anything but just be her. I see. Yeah. Cool. Should we go to whack versus wise? Yeah, yeah, we should. But I, I did want to ask, um, I did want to ask you guys a question about something here. Mm-hmm. I had, I had written down. Um, yeah, John, do you remember one of the daily laws was about increasing your reaction time? Mm. Do, you remember, do you remember that? Just from the new book? Yeah. Yeah, I read it. Do you have Do you have the page there, Austin? I think it's like oh, November 7th it. or 8th. Yeah, I can go grab it. Like like a highlight that I sent? Oh, no. No, no, no. I uh, don't remember then. No, no. It was just in the in the book. Oh, the time in which you respond to something. Yeah, I found that puzzling because then I, I found part of that puzzling. And I just wanted to. Well, I would. I haven't seen the quote. Like, I've probably read it. I don't remember, but um, everything's situational, right? (laughs) I guess. Did you find it, Austin? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, can you just read it quick? Thanks, man. um the the whole page or like the just the letter like just the law you know there's like the second the second back half so like like not the whole thing just like the middle point till the end yeah so increase your reaction time is the daily law and it goes like this this power comes through practice and repetition when some event or interaction requires a response you must train yourself to step back This could mean physically removing yourself to a place where you can be alone and not feel any pressure to respond. Or it could mean writing that angry email, but not sending it. You sleep on. What's that? You're like way too close to the mic. Oh, sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry for blowing up the speaker in your car. Um, You sleep on it for a day. You're still doing it. You're still doing it. Yeah, you're still doing it. You're so loud. You're so loud. It's crazy. It like hurts. How how about this? It's better. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm just speaking louder when I read. You sleep on it for a day or two. You do not make phone calls or communicate while feeling some sudden emotion, particularly resentment. If you find yourself rushing to commit to people, to hire or to be hired by them, step back and give it a day. Cool the emotions down. The longer you can take, the better, because perspective comes with time. The daily law takeaway is to consider this like resistance training. The longer you can resist reacting, the more mental space you have for actual reflection and the stronger your mind will become. Yeah, that's interesting. The reason this is puzzling is because um, I, I believe that you should be the, like when I, when I think about sales, you, you should become your best customer. So that means you don't sleep, sleep on it. You make, you make decisions, you know what you want. Uh, you're, you know, you're not doing all that stuff. You become your best customer. You don't, you know, you complain, you, you drive the most value, you know, because that's, you know, that, that's, that's kind of my approach. So 
if you take this approach of sleeping on it. Well, hold on, but I, I don't even buy that premise because good sales is not getting someone to make a decision when they're not ready to make a decision. Like, I don't feel like I'm rushing my clients. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, the exactly. assumption that you build. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not asking them to make a quick decision. I'm asking them to, I'm asking them to meet me when they're in a position to make a decision. Yeah, and let's say they say that they are in a at that. Yeah, point. but I'm not asking them to not think about it or not have the information they need. I'm just saying, hey, like there's information you're going to need to make a decision. Is it possible that we meet when you have all that other information minus my quote, okay? which I'll provide you. And then if you are able, able to make a decision, I'll give you a discount because I appreciate the value of that decision, right? So I actually don't even buy the premise of that, that, um, that they're making a quick decision. Some may, but that's not the goal. Like I'm not doing my job correctly if my customers are making a quick decision. Okay, well, let's say they're ready to make a decision. All they need is your quote. You give them a quote yeah. and they're like, John, I need, I need to sleep on it. Okay, what's your point? Like, what do you say to that person? Well, I mean, we could we could do a whole role play right now, but but what you were talking about was that it sounded like I don't know, Austin. Maybe I'm reading this wrong, but it sounded like you were saying that our customers make quick decisions. I guess maybe quick was the wrong one. They don't delay decisions that they can make. Yeah. Well, and you in, think in that's a way, in opposition? We actually do encourage them delaying to make their decision. Because we're not just going like, hey, make this decision right now, or else we wouldn't do an initial phone call. We wouldn't try to set any expectations. We wouldn't try and like do a thorough estimate. We wouldn't set any like we, we wouldn't do any part of our sales process. Like we're encouraging them to take every single piece of the puzzle. And we're helping form it at the meeting so we can be efficient with both of our time. Mm, okay, got it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, you should take as much time as you need to make an accurate decision. Right, but I think the only way that contradicts the rule, John, is that the rule is saying like, you can take, like, think about it as resistance training, like in strength training. You can you yeah. know, do resistance training. Like if you resist Read it, it one for a more time though. There's a sentence in there that says, take as much time as you can. It doesn't say miss opportunities because you thought a lot, you know, it doesn't say that. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably what it, I missed. There. There's one very key sentence in there. That's just as important as the rest of them. If not more important, that says as you can. Okay. You have the quote in front of you as well, John. I don't know. Oh, you don't. Okay. Hmm. Do you see does it? it? Does it say that? No. Mm. Well, I mean, maybe it does. But it, it, I'm just looking at it here. Take as much time as you can. Something like that. Like three quarters of the way down. Yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. The longer yeah. you, the longer you can take, the better because perspective comes with time. Yeah, the longer, longer you, you can take. Yeah, that's like that's like that one word is so important. The longer is, you can take, the better. But it's it's not take as long as you possibly can. It's take as long or sorry, it doesn't say as you want. Miss yeah, as you want. It doesn't say delay decisions until you miss out on opportunities. It just says, look at man, like like if you have, if, you know, like 
for example, if, if you have an email that needs to be sent tomorrow at 7 a.m., why send it tonight at 6 p.m., right? Why not type it tonight, think about it, send it in the morning, you know, like, because you have yeah. that luxury, right? Now, if you have to make a decision right now, then the longest you can take is it's right now. Yeah, it's right now, right? <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. It's funny how that so one I, word. I, I, yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the awesome. one word okay. is is so important, right? I know. I, I I thought there was an opposition there too initially when I read that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Great, man. Yeah. Okay. Let me grab. Because it's in, in the reason why uh, is because in Ryan Holiday's Stillness is the Key. There's another chapter that's kind of similar to that. So. Oh. And he this came up before. It, yeah. Yeah. It came up before for me. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Let me go. Oh, let me go grab my uh, my playlist here. One sec. All right. Let's see what we got here for the day. Wait, did you say, did you say something, Austin? No. All right. I was just trying to test the sensitivity of my mic on mute. <laughs> okay cool um okay what do we got where, where are we at in the country now yeah so i think let's see what this guy is um this is uh doesn't oh no So he is from Canton, Ohio. Canton. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a city in China as well. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Catan? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You're right about that. Something like that. I don't know the exact wordage. I'm pretty right, sure it so this only, is. It was the only port in China that that people could trade at. I think it's the port of Hong Kong. Yeah. So this is Trippy Trippy Red. Red. (laughs) Rich MF featuring Polo G and Lil Durk. Just out of curiosity, it says the hashtag trip at night and hashtag 1400. What's Yeah, but what's the 1400? Um, Is that like slang for something? I think... Huh. I think it might be on the genius where it kind of explains it. Yeah, so it's the 17th track. It's Trip at Night is the name of the album. I don't know what 1400 means. Actually. Okay, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, funny enough. Oh, I can already tell it's going to be a bad song. <laughs> Oh, you're reading the lyrics. No cheating. Here we go. Herrera, you bless me. Oh, three, two, one. Get back. Turn me on, Josh. Is his name actually Rich MF? No, it's the name of the song. Yeah, I'm a rich motherfucker. Tell that bitch I love her. I'm just trying to cut her. Uber X and double. Get him 
sexy motherfucker I'm a rich motherfucker Tell that bitch I love her I'm just tryna cut her Uber X and Dubba Niggas hatin' but it ain't workin' New made back, I don't wanna be seen, so I'ma close the curtains. Riding around like the president, got like 14 suburbs. Fuck Chanel for myself, I put my bitch in her mess. Bought the Lambo for myself, I put my family queens in Burkis. I just landed overseas, never been out the hood, little nigga hurt. Sir the junkie, sir the base, nigga, I just keep serving. OG gas out of space, nigga, I'm a different earth. Yeah, this is not a game, nigga, fuck your server. Yeah, big trip and drip and split shit, I got current. You niggas last year, I'm currently here Yeah, I'm a rich motherfucker Tell that bitch I love her I'm just tryna cut her Uber X and Dubba I'm a ghetto motherfucker Only roll with shooters Riding with the scammers Fucking on the teller Wow fade out? That's hilarious Fade out there Jesus Christ Please do not make John Morgan the third read these lyrics Please. Yeah, we will. There we go. This is the can second. This slightly? is the first. I sure can. <laughs> okay. See, I'm a handsome motherfucker, but I'll clap a motherfucker. Think my chop a nervous way this bitch gonna st- start to stutter. Catch him out in traffic. It's rush hour. No Chris Tucker. Five mm-hmm. life with this shit. You know I'm riding with my brothers. And bitch. Don't get too comfortable. Out the cut, they come for you. Twin Glocks, thing one and two, hollows eat up this top like a Lunchable. Uh, My little steppers come stomping through. So you best keep your head up or they might end up slumping you. My shooters get your flame cooling with the gang, praying for a come up, hallelujah, it's a stain. (laughs) My 40 hidden you young N-words like a cougar spitting game. Like a bass line, that drum hit, that Ruger let it bang. Ooh, you actually knew Ruger. <laughs> That's pretty awesome that you know that. All right. There you go. So Trippy Red versus who tonight, John? Tonight, we have good old Marcus Aurelius. Damn, tr- old. Trippy doesn't stand a chance. Oh my god, he's gonna get slapped. Oh man. Yeah. Mark Sorace is gonna roll up in the rolls with an AK. <laughs> no, he's gonna roll up in the Toyota Camry. <laughs> yeah, <Okay>. nice bus. <laughs> so if what is this? <laughs> John, you need to grow your you kind of look like him to be honest. If you grew your hair a little bit longer. No, no if you grew a beard. If you grew a little goatee. Anybody can look like that. Based on your standards, there's no, there's no, no comparison. I think I have something here too. Anyway, if you do the job, what is that? Oh, that's uh, that's David. Yeah, yeah. If you do the job in a principle, sorry, if you do your job in a principled way with diligence, energy, and patience, if you keep yourself free of distractions and keep the spirit inside you undamaged as if you might have to give it back at any moment. If you can embrace this without fear or expectation, you can find fulfillment in whatever you're doing now as nature intended. And in superhuman truthfulness, every word, every utterance, then your life will be happy. No one can prevent that. Yeah, you sent me that quote after wow. our last conversation. That on one Saturday. bangs so hard. 
Yeah. Wow. Every word in there you can study. Energy, patience. Keep yourself free of distractions. Keep the spirit inside you undamaged as if you might have to give it back. As in it's on a loan. As in, as in like, as in like the universe gave you this soul, you should return it undamaged. Like as in you don't get to keep this thing. You gotta give that back. Like you this is like like life life's just a lease. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Marcus. He did this all in his own bedroom. The cool thing too is that no one can prevent you from that. Like that's like you know, like that might just be like, oh, like, oh yeah, huh? It's no, no. It's like how cool is that? That like we've been just blessed with like the ultimate power, which is that no one can actually stop us from acting with diligence, energy, and patience. Yeah. Can I can I let you guys go with this um with this little sketch that I saw today and I thought of you guys immediately. Um and it's like you only suffer in your imagination than in reality. So this is what you're if you're listening to this, you're seeing key and peel uh, held hostage in a basement. And um, <laughs> just, so just here. I, I love key and peel, man. They're so I've never funny. seen this. Are we watching this whole thing? The dealer no deal skit by key and peel. Right, watch this. So now they're prisoners and they're like being tortured. Could be worse. Not that bad. For me, all about perspective. It's what you make of it. Can I tell you something? All things considered, I'm actually kind of comfortable right now. Thank God for shock. <laughs> I can be the kind of prisoner I want to be. You're still alive. Thank you. Right? Mm-hmm. Just two injured buddies. Yes. You know, yes. Mm-hmm. Having a friendly convo while we're waiting to get tortured again. And you know, there's a kind of a positive in having no options. Yes. Because you know, we're not even going to try to escape because we know we'd fail. Yes. I'll tell you another thing. Don't miss the arm. Really? First of all, lefty. Okay? So this thing pretty much got in the way. <laughs> buddy. You know? You fools! Blathering away! Your suffering has only just begun. Wow. That is a perfect summation of the human condition. Once you've embraced that, you can do anything. Bingo. <laughs> no one has ever suffered as you win. <laughs> you love your work. And that kind of a positive attitude, quite frankly, is contagious. It is. <laughs> we'll see how positive you're feeling. After I cover your body in gasoline and set you on fire. You know what? It's amazing that you would say that because I was just thinking it's getting a little chilly in here. Mm-hmm. Thanks so much, man. <laughs> what a dramatic and fascinating man. I think we owe him big time. As do I. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, all this time away from my computer, my phone, my work, it's just I feel unplugged. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like a rat eating his leg. <laughs> Circle of life. Nazaquenya. You know, I can't really feel anything anyway, so you help yourself, buddy. Aww. <laughs> oh, what do you got there? Can you see this? This is what I'm going to use to cut out your legs. <laughs> Finally. That's a great saw. I'm a home improvement guy, and I know my saws. I gotta tell you, if you're cutting off legs, that is the way to go. That's the one. That is the <laughs> one. good on you. Why are you doing this to me? 
You're making me crazy! Whoa, 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 whoa. Somebody needs a day off. We, of all people, should know how hard he works. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Make him stop! This is torture! No! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the video. Yo, that is so good. Dude, that is like literally. Tell me that's not a perfect that video. Be, that's like the perfect stoic book ever. Like, yeah. no, you know what's a crazy thing though? Like low-key, Epictetus's life was kind of like that. Yeah, when he broke when they broke his leg. Yeah, like when they like when like when he's like twisting the guy's leg and, and the guy's like torturing him, he's like, you can submit anytime you want. He's like, Hey, it's all good, man. You you can hurt my leg, but you can't hurt my soul, you know? <laughs> like <laughs> like like that's like <laughs> that's literally that, yeah. So I saw that. I'm like, this is so perfect. If if John's gonna pull up a Marcus Aurelius quote, like I gotta show that. That was so yeah, good. Dude, that's such a good video. Oh man, I'm gonna that's like that's like the best video Stamp I've it. ever seen ever. It, it, oh my it's so God. good. It's so good. It's the human condition. Once you understand that, you can do anything. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, that's such a great video. I can't even get over that. Lord only knows how hard know, you work. It's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it's like we yeah, we all know. Yeah, if anyone knows how hard you work, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> dude, I love that. I have that saw. Oh, that's the best saw. If anyone's gonna chop off legs, that's the saw you would want to use. Yeah. Trust me, I'm a home improvement guy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll leave, so I'll, I'll, I'll leave you guys with that. So yeah yeah man great okay, conversation. well i yeah and then my only uh, last closing remarks is uh, just a huge shout out to our weekly ballers west coast best coast yeah uh, i think it's safe to say that i think 90 percent of the weekly ballers are from out west so they are well, 80 percent okay. 80 percent hey man but yeah Ble yeah, awesome awesome shout out every name just quickly boom blessed blessed is best west coast best coast let me bring them up yeah, there is an overrepresentation, but I know Malik. He's out east and he's represented. Yeah, so Malik's Malik's he's a real uh, one. Okay, we got Malik Dean, Skylar Holm, Zach Wise, Daniel Steele, and Elise Elston in the Weekly Ballers Club. We got Edmonton. Uh, we got uh, Vancouver Island. I think we have uh, Skylar. I believe is also in Edmonton. Yeah um and zach is from i i apologize zach i believe it's middle of nowhere alberta population <laughs> 300 <laughs> i think it's called white court alberta his, if i remember correctly his email is from uh, university of lethbridge so that makes sense Oof. well lethbridge is well known but no he's like i, I remember like talking to him about this because i was on a book club with him before and he was like like he's like yeah yeah if you get to edmonton you drive like this small town that no one's heard of and you keep going it's actually the next small you know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome well we've been just having a great time uh connecting with these amazing people and looking forward to growing our group by a few i um we also like 10 more spots really and then, and then we have probably... uh yeah we have currently we have it capped at 10 uh we're gonna see how that goes when we get to 10 Oh, so five um, more. Oh, wow. So it's five even... more. Okay. And we did and... find a way, though, of actually increasing the limit because it used to be the case that I thought it was going to be a huge hassle to send all the emails to people, but we did find a, a workaround that may work. Yeah. 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 We don't want, we don't want to crowd the group chat. So we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll go in stages. Um, yeah. But quarterly. For everybody else, thank you for listening. Thank you for yeah. sticking this far. And ladies and gentlemen, Seriously. this has been the weekly call. Thank you so much. We love you all. Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at the weekly call pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material. 
and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.